your favorite ed tech specialist, Mark Siegel. And uh, in this podcast, I sat down and talked with Anthony Segluzzo. And uh, as you'll see, I, I usually have an intention. Like there's usually something that I know about the kid going into the podcast. We look about, you know, talk about creative and innovative kids. And this is a creative and innovative kid, but I actually knew nothing about Anthony before we sat down and talked. So uh, it was a, a really great conversation that kind of wandered all over the place. We talk about his family. We talk about what he wants to do with his life, his interests, uh, you know, and why, you know, teachers respond so well to him. And uh, we, we recorded this about a month ago, end of January. Uh, it's taken me some time. I've got some other projects working that I've been working on. Uh, and so I'm glad to finally get this podcast up and running. I hope you really enjoyed it. We really loved the, the conversation we had. Uh, I apologize for the interruptions. We were in the craft lab and there was a lot of things going on in the library at the time. We have some, you'll hear some some uh, people in the background and some bells going off and some announcements and stuff like that. But uh, I tried to edit out some of that those things. But uh, I hope you really enjoy the conversation and you come back for another podcast uh, in the future. I don't know who I'm going to interview next, but I'll try and get another one up and running uh, very soon. Thanks, everybody. Enjoyed this uh, interview with Anthony Segluzzo, uh, sophomore at Middletown South. Um, so the issue that's going to come up is like all those guys over there are going to get picked up in our conversation. So it's going to pick up a little bit of the background. So it's better to be in the booth so that we got a little bit more like noise privacy as opposed to like personal privacy so okay so anthony tell me about yourself all i know i can tell you this the way hold on this is what i know about you this this is the sum total of everything i know about you is mrs gohar every single time she sees you when we're together is like that kid i love that kid he is the funniest kid if i could adopt him that's the kid I would adopt. I'm like, okay, so you have a glowing recommendation from Mrs. Gohart. So tell me why, what what do you do that makes you like this amazing person? Well, you know, not to ever toot my own horn, but you know, I just come to school every day to learn, to get my education. I'm focused, you know, I'm a focused student. I, she's my history teacher along with Mr. Romano, the yeah, yeah. pair. And what I do, you know, I just raise right. My parents raise me, you know, treat your elders, teachers, anyone, everybody with respect. So that's what I do. And, you know, any teacher that I have, you know, I want to, you know, get a bond with. So not only do I like what they're teaching me, but, you know, I like to have that relationship with teachers. Like, you know, they're my teacher. They're teaching me, you know, my education helped me get closer to the jobs, colleges. But, you know, on the side, it's good to, you know, get to know them, them get to know you, know who you are, know what your goals are. You know, that's why I try and, you know, be friendly with teachers. So what's your goals? You said, like, that's what you want to get across. Well, I mean, if you mean, like, a job. Life. Life, well, I'm very interested in aviation. Okay, that's cool. I do want to become a commercial pilot, so the most important subjects for me are math, chemistry, physics, you know, all the sciences that are behind what makes flight. Yeah. Uh, Physics is probably the most important one because that's, like, the details of what makes a plane go up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, chemistry, I guess, for the chemical aspects of, you know, air, fuel, all that. So, I mean, it doesn't matter that she's my history teacher, but, again, I just focus on what I have to do. I come in, I want to learn. But, you know, if it's career-wise, the thing that I would focus in on the most of those would be those three subjects, and I have to start putting in effort because it's hard to become something like, you know, you're a pilot and you have people's lives at hand, so you got to know what you're doing, right? Yeah. So do you know Brett Hewish? I don't. So Brett Hewish is a junior here, and actually he was my previous interview on this. Uh, he's a pilot. So he got his... Yeah. He got, yeah. So... <laughs> 
So he got his pilot's license in like November, December, or something like that. Isn't it flight school? Yeah, he, so he does it, it. Yeah, so he um, has been taking lessons, I think he said for two years. Because mm -hmm. I think you can start taking lessons when you're 14. You're right. And it's, it's different than like a driver's license because yeah. you always have to be with an instructor, I think, if you're underage. But yep. what we were trying to do, my family and I were looking into Monmouth Flight School. That's. In Belmar Regional Airport? Oh, no, he goes north. I think he's in Old Bridge. They're, they're all over. They're really yeah. good. And that's like. I was taught in eighth grade when I, this, you know, interest sparked for me. Yeah. I was talking to my science teacher, Ms. Caruso, and her husband was a pilot for United at the time. She said, okay, okay, let me ask her. So what he did is he went to South, but when, since from him being a sophomore, he said halfway through his sophomore year, which would be good, like I can start it now. Yeah. He did Monmouth all through high school, then he went to college. He got, I think it was a bachelor's degree, four years in flight, because when you're not going through the military, which is what most people do yeah. until they're 50, which would be, you know, I kind of want to do commercial. He says you need to get four years of specific, you know, aviation, commercial, right. your degree, which is right. four years in college. And he went to Florida Tech, which is a really good school. And he went four years there, and now he's a pilot. So those are like something that would be the greatest option. Obviously, yeah. grades need to be good to get, you know, right out of high school into a college, especially one that's in another state. Right. Um, Florida Tech is a really good like technology school, so it's not only just like aviation, but it's um, computer science, science, chemistry, all that. Right, right. It's a really good school. That sounds awesome. So what sparked all this? Like what? What was the drive? Even, like it's, it's so funny. It's like usually people, you know, like they'll see something on television, like they'll be playing, like if it's a sport, like people want to be a pro hockey player. I played yeah. hockey for a long time, but I stopped two years back because you know my interest in this started to pick up, and you know I just kind of lost my interest in the sport. Yeah. So I kind of just, I, I went on my first flight in a long time in 2017 when we went on vacation to the Dominican Republic. And it was cool, you know, I was like, oh, this is a plane, this is what happens. I went into the cockpit and it was always at the back of my mind, but like I said, in eighth grade, I spoke to my teacher yeah. and then it really started to pick up. Like I, all I do is you know, I watch plane videos and it's ironic, I'm talking to you today. Today is the first flight of the Boeing 777X. Oh yeah. It's their newest. Yeah, flight. the newest coolest thing ever and so it I've definitely been like interested in it for a long time so it's been two and a half years two years okay and it's something that I want to continue with yeah and it's you know always great to have like school and then something to do on the side and this would be something to do on the side like flight school yeah would be a good um, you know, learning experience well what's really cool is you're basically um, turning like a hobby slash interest into eventual career like this this is like a lot of people are like oh I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna study science because I want to be a doctor and like right. so they're studying the thing that they're gonna be going to become their occupation you're studying something totally different and you're gonna take your passion and your interest right. and turn like that into an occupation yeah yeah it's not like it's like well right now it's tangent exactly but, but running parallel but Eventually, like everyone else is like, we're in school to go to a thing, to go to a thing. Exactly. Yours is like, I'm going to school so I can do this thing that's parallel to my, that is my interest, that's parallel to school, and eventually those are going to converge. It's a learning experience, and that's why you need to take as much information out of the classes that are important yeah. in high school, because you know, high school is only one part of your life. It's going to yeah. go, and it's not going to come back, and that's why, you know, well, at times it's, whatever, some people think it's a waste of time. It's really not, because it's something that you need to succeed in life it's your right. education right and you know if you want a good career like my dad always tells me he did not go to college and what's funny okay. is that he worked hard enough to get to the place that he is today he's works in a bank in New York and he's high up you know yeah so he said it was his mistake not to go to college and 
not to really pay attention in high school, but he realized that when it was too late. Right. So he had to work really hard up until the point where he is now, and he's proud of what he's done. Yeah. But he always tells me, you know, make sure you take your education seriously. So right. does my mom. Same thing. See, the other part of it, too, is um, um, that your parents, my parents, grew up in a time, your parents were probably at the tail end of this, but at the time where you could go into a career without a college degree or without the, necessarily the degree that like would lead you and then become successful. It's cutthroat now. Like, you need this, you need to give this document to somebody if you need something. Yeah, like yeah. You're not a doctor's office. You know, something so simple as your homework. Like, you need this to get an A, you need this right. four years of high school to get into a college with these right. certain grades. This, you can compare it easily to each other. I like the way you said that. Like, you, it's about, like, a document. Like, Absolutely. As long as I have this piece of paper, I can get a job kind of situation where... Um, your, da your dad has proven that hard work goes far beyond Absolutely. an actual physical Absolutely. piece of paper that'll it takes do it's not something that you can just you know push to the side it's something that you need to care about and yeah. that's what I'm learning I'm only a sophomore so it's been a year like last year was freshman year everybody tells me that it's kind of like the taste test like yeah. you go somewhere to get ice cream you take, yeah. try it you don't know if you like it you know if you like it but as you go you keep trying it and you keep trying it over and over again right right and you develop what you like, you see what you don't like, and you need to focus on what you do like to make sure that you're getting the most out of it. Gotcha. Because, again, it's only one part of your life. Right, right. What's up? Okay. I'm interviewing Anthony right now. Sorry. Um, so, okay, so tell me about uh, tell me about your family a little bit. So your, your dad is so, obviously working for a bank in New right. York. Both of my parents are from Brooklyn. Okay. I lived in Brooklyn for a few years. Yeah, you can hear it. That's right. That's and then we moved to Hazlitt for a few years where we lived. And then my parents, we bought this house in Middletown in 2015. Okay. So I went to Thompson from 6th grade to 8th grade. And now I'm going to go here, obviously, for the rest of my education. Um, I have a younger brother. Okay. He's 12. He's in 7th grade right now in Thompson. I have a dog. His name is Cooper. Um, what does your mom do? My mom actually works over at by Middletown North, not North, it's like by St. Mary's School, and it's, okay. you know, SRS Enterprise, it's on yeah. Leonardville Road, yeah. it's like that little office side, and she's like the front office sales assistant there, oh, okay. so she actually just got hired for that in March, and she likes it, Awesome. it's going well, um, again, my dad is like, I don't even know, like, if you look him up on LinkedIn, he's got this 20 different roles that he does, crazy resume kind yeah. of situation, so and how did he get into what he does now? So what he did, he started... Like back then, it's, it was different. Like, yeah. You're very more, you're much more independent as a kid. Like especially in New York, you know, it wasn't that safe of an area at the time back in Brooklyn. Yeah. And you know, they had a rough childhood, both of them. And his parents taught him, sort of my mom taught them to be self-sufficient. So he worked for his uncle, which was I think he started at a place called um, Warburg. No, that wasn't it. I, I don't remember what it was called. It was like BMP Power, but like he went from a lot of different companies. But his first job. Like real job was selling copy machines for his friend, and Interesting. That, it was like he right now his friend. It's funny that he's not working for his friend anymore, but his friend is like making millions of dollars in this industry. Wow! And he was crushing it as a copy machine, like as him selling it. Yeah. And a funny story that he told me was that my mom's family, my mom's parents, are both from Italy, like pure right off the boat. Okay. So and because of how much money he was getting paid, he went and showed my mom's dad, and because you know they're. They don't have as much because you know yeah. they're from Italy. And he saw the paycheck, and in Italian he said, "Mean, yeah, like, oh my goodness, look yeah. at how much he's getting." And he was just, like, taken back. And he actually, a funny story is, my dad sold. He did the best. I don't know what it's called when like you hit your best mark. Okay. You know what that's called? You like your sales yeah, goals? Sales yeah, sales yeah. goal. He did so good when they were in Sicily for three weeks. 
So he sold the most copy machines. I don't know if it was about the food my mom's family was giving him, but he sold the most copy machines while he was over in Sicily. Oh, that's crazy. So that's funny. So he stopped that, and then he got into what he was doing today, which is like he's a global head of like the middle office trade, sales, bonds, all that. Yeah. Santa tried to bank in New York. Um, so he went from BMP Paribas, I think there's a few in, in the middle that I'm missing, then Merrill Lynch, and then he went to Standard Chartered and he worked his way up from like, there's grades and bands, so I think he was a grade 7 or band 7, and now he's a band 5, Okay. and right now he's going through something called, um, what's it called? Broadridge, he just delivered this big project at work, which like switches from a one company to another company, like brings the money and bonds over, I guess. Oh, interesting. So that was something that, you know, his boss praised him for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his career has been like, when I go to take your child to work there with him, like his computer, no idea what he does. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. he does it. I don't know what he, he's got people coming to him all day long from, and like it's a bank, so it's people from China, India, yeah. Singapore, Indonesia, all countries all over the world. And that's like something cool because not only is he dealing with it in the United States, what's going on here, his boss, James, is in London, and he's thinking of taking us on his business trip with him into London, and that would be great. That'd like, be culture, so cool. History, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's him. My no, mom, what's his background? No, so uh, you said your mom is, your mom's family is straight off the boat, Italy. Sure what's your dad's right. background? His parents, so his dad's dad was very Italian, great okay. Brooklyn Italian, and his mom is also Italian, and his aunt is actually part Austrian. Okay. So there's a little bit of Austrian like mixed in with us. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if you track back my dad's parents, like they're definitely from Italy. His, my dad's 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 parents were from the island of Ischia off the coast of Italy. Okay. So they're off the boat, but like a long, long time yeah. ago, not in the 50s and 60s when my mom's parents came here. So that's like his background, very Italian family. Yeah. Like my whole family is Italian, and that's fun, like especially on Christmas, like when we all get together, that's great. Like there's just mounds and mounds of everything. Yeah. I'm sure you can imagine. Uh-huh. And it just don't stop until you're done eating at yeah. midnight. <laughs> yeah, fun. that's exactly right. And it's just like, we have a great family. Like if you, you know, see a, a family who, you know, cares about each other and yeah. sticks together, you know, there's some issues here and there, but we figured it out, we moved through it. But, you know, it's a good family. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So the reason I asked is because uh, one of the things I remember you saying to me before, like you were Italian, and I, I remember turning to Mrs. Gohar, and I'm like, is he? Sh- are you sure? Sh- is he sure he's not Jewish? And because you have so many mannerisms and like your intonation sometimes, it's just so. But then when you said you're like, no, my I my family's from Brooklyn, and I lived it's in Brooklyn. So I'm like, that's what so it is. So many people because, tell me I'm Jewish. I'm 100 percent Catholic. It's but so it's, funny. But it's about right there. Like you have like so. My, so my dad grew up in Brooklyn, and he lived in Brooklyn until I think he was a freshman, so he was like 14, and then his mom moved him and his brother over to Newark. But it's something special about Brooklyn. Like it's you get so many like Italians oh, from Brooklyn. Diverse. It's you so get, diverse. but then there's also this huge Jewish population, Absolutely. and uh, Italian and Jews. Like I'm Italian and Jewish. Right. So like my dad is a, a mutt of all of Europe. Like right. we're German, we're Russian, we're um, we're Austrian, we're Hungarian. We got oh, a goodness. little bit of like English somewhere in there. Like we're we're like the it's Heinz. My, my aunt always used to say the Heinz 57 of <laughs> of uh, Europe. But then my mom is. My mom always described it as her dad was Sicilian and her mom was Italian. Right. And until I was probably got probably in my teens, late teens, 
I didn't know that Sicily was part of Italy because that's the way it was described in my family. It was my you're yeah, Sicilian. You're, you're, you're yeah, your grandfather was Sicilian and your mother was from Genoa. They make that like, very clear. Like, oh yeah, there was a huge separation just, between the like, two. It's like I was just talking to Miss Wessel the other day. She says the Scottish. She's from Scotland yeah. and she hates the English. Like, oh yeah, well English. no, that there's like, like those. It's in the same country, but they well, hate they're each other. they're like the United Kingdom exactly. versus different countries. But Sicily is part of Italy. They make it like it's Italian. Absolutely. Like so, it's, it's just weird that it was always so. Growing up, I was always like Sicilian. But it's just so funny because watching you and listening to you, like your hand movements are like the same thing. Like I talk with my hands. If if I have to like put my hands in my pockets, that's it. I'm done. Like I can't. can't I can't talk. Can't. Like Something I can't present. I have again. to go. On. There's always something. There's always a movement. Like we're explaining our words as I'm doing this. So like I was watching. Like you're making your. I, this is the problem with the podcast. Is, is right, you can't see. You what can't we're see doing. like the fact that we, like it's good that you're like three feet from me because we'd end You'd up hitting. hitting we'd end up bumping hands if as we're doing. Out this. the hallway, so the two of us right now, they'd be like, "Are they fighting?" No, yeah, that's exactly. No, no, no. We're, we're, we talk with our hands, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I it's get that all the time. It's fine. I don't know where I come from. Is that the wrong with it? Like you said, there's some such diversity even in this tiny part of New York. Yeah. Like what's been going on. I'm very Christian. Church every Sunday, how yep. it is. But I do feel bad for like the people in New York, like the Brooklyn Hasidic Jewish people who've been having the hate crimes against them. Like yeah. I'm very involved in politics, what's going on, and I feel truly feel bad for yep. them because it's a religion and it's been practiced in the United States since you know the foundation of it. I guess. Oh yeah. And it goes back a long. It goes back to Jesus. Like, oh yeah. What, what shouldn't be accepted of it? Like you know, Christians are discriminated in the Middle East and. Jews are discriminated here. It's not fair. It's your religion. You should be absolutely allowed to practice it, no matter where you are, no matter what you dress up as. It doesn't matter. It's what you're raised as. Like me, I'm raised Italian Christian. I love God. I have faith. It's just how I was raised. Well, you know what a lot of it is? Is uh, this is this is what's ironic, uh, ironic about this? Is so my dad, oddly, as as much as he's like one of the, like he's very into conspiracy theories and a bunch of other stuff did one of those like 23 and me things is that an ancestry test that's the ancestry yeah. test where it's like the dna yeah. test so the big the big controversy behind that is they're basically tracking your dna once you take your dna and give it to them they legally own your ethnicity background so they can sell that to other people but anyway so my dad did it and he comes up one of his ethnicities was jewish and i'm like judaism is a religion like it's not right. it's not an ethnicity there's no specific it's not like place it's Italian, that right. Jews track back to yeah it's not like Italy where you can say I'm Italian which means that I'm from this specific exactly. spot in the world um, my family is Jewish but we're Jewish by our Russian roots we're Jewish by our German roots we're Jewish by our Hungarian roots I think roots, it all went back to World War 2 like the Holocaust oh, it goes a way big be- big wait. part of it because no when- it goes way before now it goes centuries oh, before that that goes back to the Egyptian like you go back to Pharaoh like it's let ancient, my people go Moses kind of stuff like the new where- religions that are surfacing today that are getting more like praise and prize and the yeah. religions that have been around like Catholicism and Judaism that shouldn't be how it is. Like, I mean, sure, you can practice it, but think back to the roots of Jesus and think back to the roots of God, the Bible. Oh, wait, before, yeah. Christ, the Christian religion came from Judaism. Yeah. So I think, to me, it all started with Jesus and the Jews. Oh, and that it was... Started, and it branched off. But, what, like I said before, like, how are people discriminating the original faith of God and the original faith of Jesus when it's so sacred and so important? Like, it's a shame that Israel is where it is right now in the middle of Syria and Iran like that's the holy land well the thing about it is it you know people it's all about the way you look 
You know, Absolutely. like, why, why are people so bothered by Muslims? Well, because Muslims dress differently. They look different. You know, when you see hate crimes against Jews, you don't see hate crimes against reformed Jews. You see hate crimes against Hasidic Jews. Yeah, you know, the Jews who are wearing, wearing, wearing different clothing, they're exactly. acting differently, their hair is cut differently. You never see hate crimes against Protestants. Right. Because Protestants Roman and Catholics, Catholics look right. exactly the same. Like, there's no difference between the two. I can tell you, though, if we did kind of show ourselves more than we do, like, I mean, you guys, went, how often do you have temples? Saturdays the holy day for you Friday and Saturdays right. yeah, yeah. it's a Shabbos on yep. Friday night and Sunday is our holy day and we I mean if people want to target Christians they know where to do it it's yeah. like they don't know where it is but yeah. why are you bothering people like obviously you're not allowed to travel on Saturdays when you're Jewish so that's why right. all the city people walk and I feel bad for them because it's like they have a target on their back that's, and yep. they're walking around a bad place like Brooklyn yep. doing what they're supposed to be like they're not allowed to drive they're practicing their religion, right. which goes back, and, and it should be respected. And it looks different. Absolutely. Like that's what people always fear: is that like what looks different from what they're. People from need the, to what do they what they need to do, and they need to be do what they've been raised to do. And they really can't. I know it's hard, and I see it with so many kids in the South. They worry about what everybody. I worry about what people think, but I need to. You no, know, everybody needs to just tune them out. Focus on yourself. Focus on Anthony. Focus on Mr. Yeah. Stephen. Whoever it is, go back. Do what you've been raised to do your parents' rules, your religion, and just do it. And don't think about what people think, what people say. You can't think about it. Otherwise, you'll crumble, and you'll lose that connection to your faith, to right. your family, and that's what's But also recognize important. the fact that people are people. Like, it doesn't matter if they look different, they act different. People like, are people are people. Right. Like, it, it's, it's just a fact, totally and we just need to accept the fact that we need to be respectful of all people. It shouldn't We would never like, want it shouldn't people come to, to the point of having people killed. Should just be common, like but, what but, Thomas but just wrote. targeted, like exactly. just targeted. Like you would never, you would never want to be targeted because you're Italian. You would never want to be targeted because you grew up in Brooklyn. You never want to be targeted because you live in New Jersey, like that kind of thing. There are certain things that we take on as part of ourselves. Like I went to, I went to college in Ohio. And so I went with a lot of people from Case Western Reserve, which has a fantastic aerospace program. Um, So Boeing is based out of there. Um, So I went to school, like, so I went to school with a lot of Midwesterners. And they're all like, oh, New Jersey, the armpit of New York, like that kind of thing. Or they'd say like, oh, well, New Jersey should just be should just be cut in half and make it a suburb of New York or a suburb of, of Philadelphia. Like that was, I that mean, was the, always the thing. But you like, could say that, but it's its own state. It's like one of the th- it's the third state. But there's a lot of there's a lot about what part of New Jersey is part of our identity. That's like it's it goes beyond Jersey like the accent. It's a New York accent. Jersey accent. The way we say, not only the way we say things, but words we say like. The fact that we like pork roll versus coffee. Taylor ham, like we say co- coffee, and uh, you know I had water. friends from Massachusetts, yeah, water with an R in the middle, like it has to be. <laughs> we have to rewrite it. But I had friends go beyond that, like I we call it a sub or a hero. They call it a my, my friends or yeah, my friends called it. Uh, my friends from Massachusetts call it grinder. A water, it's, it's called a grinder. It's, it's the same sandwich. Um, we I, I had never heard the word pop before referred to soda. It's soda versus pop. Um, my friend Massachusetts they call it a water fountain a bubbler I'm like there's no bubbles there's no bubbles that come out of it it's just water (laughs) but like maybe it's bubbling inside of it they hoover it down in the south we use a vacuum cleaner you know like there's like little things like that that just shows you the diversity of 
our country. And I actually just wrote something yesterday in history because you see everything that's going on, you know, with politics and President Trump. It's such a divided country between two political parties. And I literally wrote, and the thing that you can look at it with Mr. Romano, I yep. literally wrote, we are called the United States of America. In our name, in our history, in the, the Constitution Declaration, does it say the divided states of America? Does yeah. it say the United States of America? Yeah. We need to be united. Doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter who's being impeached. Doesn't matter who owns the House, Senate. Doesn't matter. We need to be united, right. and we need to congregate. So I think that when one party is so stubborn to hearing opinions from other parties, that's not good. Like there was something that my dad always told me about Bill Clinton. He would play nine holes with Republicans and the last yeah. eight with the Democrats, yeah. and that's how every president should go about it. Yeah. Like again, like diversity in politics. That's how everybody should have a little bit of everything in what they do, so they can please a little bit of everyone. That's how it should go, right? Yeah. See what I mean? No, I completely agree with you. Um, okay, so let me ask you this question. Uh, so you're only a sophomore, so you've got two more years, two and a half more years here at South. What would, what do you want to leave as, I don't know, your your legacy here? What do you want people to remember for you for as when you, by the time you know, by the time the end of senior year comes? I always think about this, but for me, I've always I always try to make other people happy. Like, I want to bring this positive energy to school because I see it. You know, some people aren't always happy. Some people have issues. We yeah. all have it. Nobody's perfect. So I just try and be that funny Italian New York kid and just I try and make everybody laugh. That's my yeah. goal. I want to see people smile. I do not want to see people be upset because I know how that feels, and I don't want other people to feel like that. Right. So I guess, I, and I always think about giving this big speech to the whole school. I don't know why. But like I said to you, like, you can't worry about what other people think. You can't worry about what other people say to each other about you what Kelsey says about your shoes, what John says about the hockey team that you're on, if it's A, B, triple A, yeah, yeah. B, it doesn't matter. You just need to be who you are, you just need to do what you want, and you need to tune out the nonsense. One of my teachers told me last year, she said to me, you just need to put on the blinders. You know, like how you put, that over, yeah. like, how horse, horses, like before yeah. they won their race, they put on blinders. Yeah. Put the blinders on and run your race. Put the blinders on in high school and get through it, be happy, be light, and do what you have to do. Yeah. I, like, for a legacy, I just want to be known. Like, if people see me in 20 years at a high school reunion, there's the same funny kid that I saw with two kids and a wife yeah. who I met in high school that makes me laugh, and he's still making me laugh now. I want to carry that on through my life with work, with people I meet, yeah. with even, like, you know, people off the street. Like, my dad always tells me, him my and my grandmother, they said, like, you have these trusting eyes. And like my dad and like my grandmother, people will come to you up in the street and even up in school and say, can you help me with this? And it's happened to me. And it just be, I guess I got to carry those eyes forward and I got to say, I'm here for you. Yeah. And you know, people should do the same for other people. You know, that's how everybody should be. I'm here for this one, this one, this one. I want to help others. I want to you know, see people succeed just as much as I want to see myself succeed. I just think that, you know, the problem with society today is just that it's very cutthroat. It's like everyone's just, you know, trying to get through what they got to get through. And it's for themselves. And, like, I get that. But, you know, think about what's going on around you. Think about how people feel, how people, what the situation people are in. And just, you know, recognize that, accept it, and try and do something about it. Instead of just saying, I don't care about him. Well, also helping yourself. So you get learning experiences from helping other people. That's what I've noticed, too. You know? You know what's interesting, Anthony, is um, your philosophy of life is kind of, it seems on the surface very conflicting because you're like, put your blinders on, run your race, do that kind of thing. But then at the same time, you're like, but don't forget everyone else around you. 
you what, gotta make a choice. What I've seen from you is you have a level of confidence about you that's not typical of a person your age. You you People you don't know what your end result. Like yeah, it's that you're an old soul. There's no question. In my, my nickname's mind. in third grade. I don't care. Yeah, there's there, not old man, but old soul. old soul. Like you're an old soul in a young body. But the thing about it is, you're absolutely right. Like we need to worry about ourselves. We need to make sure that we're he healthy. Shane Moran to attendance. Shane Moran to attendance. And that we need to work towards supporting our lives and making sure that we can move forward. But at the same time, we need to not forget that there are people around us who need our help, who need our support, who need us to lift them up, who may need a, a shoulder to cry on or a laugh at that moment or a confident person or whatever it happens to be. Um, so it's, it's almost like, it's not blinders, but it's like shades. It's like filters. Like you can we still have, see through it. Yeah, but you don't want to be totally. That's actually. But that's exactly. Like, like if we look forward, yeah. If we look straight ahead, we can ignore the things around us. But at the same time, those things are still still filtering exactly. in. We're not, we haven't forgotten about it. It's still there. And it's those really people that are important to us, we look left and right and see the the peripherals and bring those people in and, and lift those people up. Um, but I think it's amazing. And you're, I, I totally agree. I don't know about the, the funniest kid in the school part because I don't know you well enough. But I will tell you this, there are two things that I absolutely need from you. One, I do not understand why you are not part of my TED Ed Club. You need to be part of my TED Ed Club. Fill me in. So I don't know when our next meeting will be, probably the first week of February, but I gotta get you as part of our TED Ed Club. So basically, we sit down, we take a TED Talk, and we take like the take the idea from TED Talks, and we it's a discussion group. So one of the one member of the group will lead the discussion and kind of ask questions, and we just bounce ideas off of each other. I think you would be an absolutely integral member of our club. Hey. That's number one. And number two, um, shoot, I forgot what it was. I was saying with number two. Oh, you need to take my innovation and design class because hands-on, hands-on, problem-based learning, like learn by doing kind of class. Like a class where you can just take an idea and say, I'll throw things at can you I and say- Can put that on my schedule next year? Yeah, absolutely, it's an elective. So you just throw oh, it good. in. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that, I didn't know what it was. It's what we do. So okay. we'll, we'll work with power tools, we'll build out a cardboard, we do mousetrap power vehicles, you do independent design projects, we'll do some coding. So it's a little bit of a lot of things. So it's like 21st century learning and 20th century learning in the same class. But there's no tests, no quizzes, no lectures. I say to you, okay, you're gonna get in a group and we're gonna build cardboard suits of armor and you and your group will just bounce ideas off of each other and build cardboard suits of armor for two weeks and then we have a battle like that kind of thing that so great. like I have kids who are um, building casting coasters out of resin and driftwood I got a kid who's building uh, a desk lamp out Sounds of wood cool. and old lamp I've got uh, kids doing hands-on classes that are other than math yeah like, this that's is good. you can bring in math like you can good. take it to whatever level like you want to just cruise through you can cruise Sounds through good. and do so the basics or you want to take it to another level and be like I really want to get into coding like you can totally do that too okay. so awesome Anthony it was a pleasure talking Absolute to you pleasure thank you for having I can't me. wait I can't wait to see you around school and talk with you more oh, this will be great thank you for having me